This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. These days, getting a good night's sleep seems to be as elusive as finding the fountain of youth. But if you want to be productive, mentally sharp, balanced, energetic, and live a full life, getting adequate sleep may just be the golden ticket. And joining us with more on the importance of good sleep at different stages of life and to share his advice on how to get a good night's sleep is Dr. Antonio Calabres, professor of neurology at Upstate Medical University, a consultant for the Sleep Center at Upstate's campus at Community, and the co-chair of World Sleep Day, which is sponsored by the World Association of Sleep Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Calabres. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So, World Sleep Day. Now, that's a very important event. Tell us about it. What is it, and why is it so important? World Sleep Day is a program sponsored by the World Association of Sleep Medicine. This is the eighth year that we celebrate World Sleep Day, and the mission of this program is to raise awareness about sleep. This is done in almost 75 countries now, and spread all, all over the world in the five uh, continents. And it's uh, centered each year in a slogan. For instance, this year the slogan is uh, good sleep is a reachable dream, wow. which means <laughs> that uh, we can make a difference. So basically that's a hopeful message <clears throat> and something that we obviously need if it's a worldwide problem to have people believe that, that they can achieve reasonable sleep. Help us understand, why is getting a good night's sleep so essential? It is essential because um, we, we don't know why we sleep, but uh, we do know that we need to sleep well so that we can be fully alert the following day and fully functional. People with uh, poor quality of uh, nocturnal sleep uh, do not function at the peak of their capabilities uh, the following day. And uh, this means uh, physical and uh, mental and uh, emotional uh, capabilities. So it is important to maintain and uh, to be able to sleep well. Unfortunately, there are many individuals who do not sleep well for a variety of reasons. And these are individuals who are encouraged uh, to go to their physician, and their physician will determine whether uh, referral to a sleep uh, specialist is uh, in order. Uh, this happens not only in the United States, but it, it happens uh, all over the world. And uh, lack of sleep or poor sleep is, is an epidemic. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's growing all over the world. And I guess you say we don't exactly know why we sleep, but one would know that if you don't sleep, isn't it even life-threatening after a certain amount of time if you don't get adequate sleep? Yes, it is uh, directly, not so much as uh, indirectly. For instance, a person who does not uh, sleep uh, well, who is uh, sleep-deprived, uh, may be very sleepy the following day, and that, has, that is a very dangerous uh, proposition behind the wheel of a car or behind the wheel of a truck or uh, uh, as a pilot in an airplane. So it is important uh, to sleep well so that our uh, mental abilities are at uh, their fullest uh, during daytime hours. Now, we are not the only ones who sleep. All vertebrates sleep. So there must be something there that is uh, very, very important uh, for evolution and for uh, growth and uh, development. Uh, so we are not uh, unique in this uh, universe. Uh, some animals require more sleep than others. For instance, uh, 
uh, tigers need to sleep uh, 18 hours a day. Uh, and so do cats. Uh, whoever has a cat has seen the cat always sleeping. But uh, there are other animals, like the horse, that sleeps uh, two and a half hours in 24 hours. And they sleep uh, while they are standing up. Then there are uh, uh, mammals, like uh, whales, and they sleep with only one half of the brain. Mm. And the reason being that uh, they need to breathe. And they need to be to come to the surface every so often. And so this uh, evolution has discovered that sleeping with one half of the brain is effective and saves their life wow. in the sea. That's fascinating. So there are many curiosities about sleep, but uh, the bottom line is that sleep is one of the pillars of good health. So what, when you say what kind, when we talk about, obviously it's a pillar of good health and a, nece and a necessity, what constitutes good sleep at different ages? I mean, is there a, can you make a general statement about how much sleep a human needs? There are uh, several qualities to good quality of sleep. One of them is uh, duration. But also sleep has to have uh, continuity and sleep has to have depth. Duration is, for most uh, humans, anywhere between uh, seven and uh, nine hours. There are a few who sleep a little longer and there are a few who sleep a little less, but uh, generally between uh, seven and nine hours is the average duration of sleep. But uh, this uh, sleep has to have continuity. Fragmentation of sleep for whatever reason, uh, snoring or sleep apnea or uh, uh, excessive uh, motor activity or anxiety or nightmares, whatever, fragmentation of sleep uh, leads to poor quality of sleep and uh, even a duration of nine hours may not be sufficient to satisfy the brain. And then there is depth. Sleep uh, goes through various stages and one of them is uh, called uh, stage three, four and it's important to achieve uh, stage three and four to have good quality sleep as well as REM sleep which is the uh, segment of the night when we dream. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with neurologist and sleep specialist Dr. Antonio Calabres. We're talking about the importance of good sleep and how to get it. So many things interfere with good sleep. People's psychological issues, like you said, anxiety and depression are well known to interfere with sleep. Some medications can do that. Um, some medical problems, asthma, various acid reflux, thing, reflux things like that. But there are specific sleep disorders that cause insomnia, and you have noted in the past when we've spoken that these are the ones we really can make a difference with. Just briefly tell us about those. Certainly, and uh, sleep apnea, which is the uh, condition of uh, disordered or altered uh, breathing during the night, is uh, one of the most uh, prominent conditions that uh, leads to poor quality of uh, nocturnal sleep. Sleep uh, apnea also uh, is a risk factor for a variety of uh, physical problems like uh, heart disease and uh, stroke and uh, high blood pressure. Uh, and what we should know is that uh, we can make a difference. If uh, sleep apnea is uh, properly diagnosed, sleep apnea can be controlled in most uh, instances with uh, uh, equipment that uh, has been developing over the past 20 to 25 years. 
there are markers for sleep apnea, snoring, very loud snoring, and gasping for air during the night. Uh, these are markers for sleep apnea. And if anyone does any of this, uh, uh, has any of these symptoms, uh, should uh, visit with their physician because we can make a difference. If um, with, with, sleep, with sleep apnea aside or any of those medical conditions which clearly need medical input, in the, just the common everyday issues of getting a good night's sleep, what are some of the crucial things that people need to remember and some of the things they should not be doing? In other words, what personal habits interfere with getting a good night's sleep and what are the things we should be doing to get that good night's sleep? Yes, and that's a very good question because most people have a little respect for sleep. We have not been taught how to sleep. Uh, we have been taught how to eat and we have been taught how to exercise, but no one has taught us how to sleep. And it's very important to be disciplined, to have uh, regimentation and to follow uh, guidelines on how to sleep uh, during the night. Anyone can uh, Google the Ten Commandments of uh, Good Sleep and they can go to the website uh, World Sleep Day and they will find these 10 commandments for adults and for children, which are the guidelines for good sleep. And some of those, can we just chat a little bit about what some of those things are? For example, do you recommend to people <clears throat> not to take caffeine close to bedtime, for example, or not to necessarily, I mean, something like alcohol initially can make you feel very drowsy, but can also have influence, uh, impact your sleep as well. Tell us more about some of those. Yes, indeed. Uh, caffeine is a very powerful drug. When uh, I hear that people go to certain uh, locations and have a mug of uh, coffee with uh, 500 milligrams of caffeine, I know that they are drugging themselves. If this is done uh, in the evening, uh, this can interfere with night sleep because caffeine stays in the system for 12 hours. So if you have uh, coffee at 12 noon, you can expect to have uh, some caffeine-related uh, 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 symptoms even into 12 uh, midnight. So I would uh, recommend that... Uh, those who are sensitive to caffeine uh, should not drink any coffee past the uh, time of 6 or 7 p.m. Now, alcohol is a bit different. Alcohol is uh, sedative, and uh, small amounts of alcohol may alleviate anxiety and allow the initiation of sleep. But large amounts of alcohol immediately before going to bed do initiate sleep, but then there is... Uh, withdrawal reaction in the middle of the night that will wake up the individual and uh, interfere with continuity of sleep for the remainder of the night. So large amounts of alcohol before going to bed are not recommended. And so is uh, smoking. Smoking is not recommended at any time, but certainly not uh, be before, immediately before going to bed or in bed. In this, for the same reasons, it interferes with sleep. Yes, it does interfere with sleep. So what about some other tips that people generally, I know you mentioned the Ten Commandments. Is it important to have, you mentioned regimen, is it important to have a 
try to keep to a similar time that you go to bed, a time that you wake up, regardless of whether it's a weekday or a weekend, for example? Yes, indeed. Uh, discipline, going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time is very, very important. I, I know that this is boring to ask people, particularly young people, to go to bed at the same time, but on weekends, for instance, but uh, it's the only way to maintain a controlled uh, sleep uh, pattern. The uh, brain becomes very confused if we uh, uh, violate that pattern, and uh, the brain will react uh, with uh, poor quality of nocturnal sleep and fatigue and, sleep and sleepiness if we don't follow that pattern. One hour or more of violation of the discipline will affect our uh, sleep uh, patterns. How about things? We're so we're such a plugged-in, turned-on society. You know, we've we've got our cell phones going twenty-four-seven. We've got we have messages coming to us at all hours of the day and night. I mean, how important is it to really uh, sequester or put aside any kind of computer work or any kind of television watching? prior to sleep? I mean, how, you know, how soon or how quickly, how close to bedtime do those have to be stopped? Well, I strongly recommend uh, that uh, television and uh, uh, pagers and uh, telephones and so forth, laptops, the laptops be turned off uh, at night. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, some uh, soft music uh, is uh, indicated to initiate uh, sleep, but uh, anything more than that uh, would um, cause alerting reactions in the brain and would uh, delay the initiation and the maintenance of uh, good quality sleep. So bottom line is, be turn regimented, it <laughs> right, turn it off, don't drink caffeine, limit your alcohol consumption, and try to stick to some kind of a regimented schedule. That's right. That is correct. And that's why a program like ours should be in the morning and not in the evening, which <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing all this information with me. My guest has been Dr. Antonio Calabas, professor of neurology at Upstate Medical University, and he's a consultant for the Sleep Center at Upstate's campus at community and the co-chair of World Sleep Day, which is produced by the World Association of Sleep Medicine. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate. States HealthLink on air.